Hello and welcome to the Tape Rooms Podcast. This is the Matthew Gatos Farewell episode. My name's Tony. And you also got uh, Caesar here. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be saying farewell to Matthew Gatos, uh, the Tapeworms rhythm guitarist, who is going to be Shakira's new neighbor. He's going to move in across the street from her in Barranquilla, Colombia. His home. Uh, we're going to talk about Colombia and its hippopotamus problem. We're going to talk about Neil deGrasse Tyson being the new Ben Shapiro of science. And Gatos' future in journalism in Colombia. We'll also talk about Caesar's walk from Los Angeles to Sacramento. Yes, I said walk. That's over 360 miles. We talk about our favorite smells. And we also finish it off with what Gatos will miss most about this great city of Los Angeles. So sit back and relax or continue whatever you're doing. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the farewell goodbye Gatos episode of the Taprooms podcast. Uh, this is episode two of season two, and I'm Tony, your guest host. <laughs> Cesard is out here unbottling bottles with a sword. Yeah, I'm busting out the sword. Busting right out a sword. Yeah. So. Whoa, oh shit. So if wait, why is picture, this episode special? Oh, yeah. Didn't we just say it? Well, you sang we, it. Yeah, I sang you it. You sang it's, it. It's, you gotta, you gotta, the listeners need to know. Okay, so terms. the Goodbye Gatos farewell episode is an episode that we're doing today. It's dedicated to Matthew Gatos, our <laughs> guitarist. If you listened to last week's episode, you might know that Gatos is moving to Colombia. Bolombia. Bolombia. What city is it again? Uh, Barranquilla, where Shakira was born. Fun fact. It's moving to Shakira's house. She, yeah. Does she still live there? Dude, I literally live across the street from her like apartment. <laughs> I swear to God. Swear? Yeah. I mean, she like oh, she spends like you know like maybe a month there every like one or two years. But you know exactly what. Month. No, I literally know exactly like where mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, it's down the street from where I'm gonna be. Yeah. Well, great! It's a the land of opportunity, right? Yeah, yeah. We can uh, we can talk in depth about that. What, a little what bit, brings but. you uh, to Barranquilla? <laughs> Barranquilla. Um, well, my family's from there. That's like the number one thing. Um, I basically, after graduation, I was kind of, I was kind of in that you know typical I think post grad slump where I was kind of reassessing all my options, um, but. When I was reassessing my options, it was kind of like a really limited scope. Um, I was really only looking out here in LA. And uh, the main reason for that is besides like me really loving um, living in the city, uh, is that I'm like we talked about in the last episode with Sean, um, we're, we're doing film stuff together. And so I wanted to find a job 
that can support me out here while also doing the, the kind of creative stuff with Sean. Yeah. And obviously you guys too. So if, uh, this is your first episode. Uh, Sean is one of our friends who's a filmmaker. Yeah. Um, wait, so how are you? So you and Sean are still planning on collabing, right? Like yeah, we're, film yeah. Company in the works. Actually, yeah. So we're definitely still doing film company, and and we're writing two projects right now. Yeah. Um, if you listened to last week's episode, uh, check that out. Yeah. Even if you have, <laughs> even if you haven't, you can still. It's a good episode. This. But yeah, it's a good episode. Uh, check out Kill for Coco. A lot of controversy. Yeah, a we, lot of a lot of debate. Yeah, it was a a really good inaugural <laughs> episode. And mentioning this now, if you like what we're doing here if you enjoy the tape rooms podcast uh support us uh tell your friends go on our anchor page and even a dollar five dollars a month uh goes a long way and it lets lets us know that that we're loved that we're loved yeah <laughs> that we're not doing this for well uh, we are doing this for fun but yeah i mean it's just a if you feel a it in your heart <laughs> yeah we don't want it if it doesn't come from yeah. the heart alright <laughs> no just kidding we still want it yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah I'm still working with Sean and actually that's one of the reasons that one of the things that led me to kind of make this decision um, I realized that well <laughs> there really weren't jobs out here that I felt like were really kind of like productive or kind of useful to the kind of career path I want to go on, and uh, that, but that could also support me out here. Um, so I didn't want to work like 60, 60 hours a week, like as a copywriter for a company, and then be like mentally so mentally tired that I can't do um, the the film stuff with Sean. Was that uh, the opportunity you were looking at before you made the decision? Yeah. So I was yeah I was looking at a few jobs. There was actually a copywriting job at Patagonia. The fucking the jacket company. Yeah, the jacket company. There was yeah, there's a few copywriting jobs out there, but none of that. Yeah, I didn't feel. I felt like I would get sucked into that, um, and just knowing myself, knowing kind of how I wanted to push myself, I felt like I would be really comfortable if I just got a job, and maybe it would distract me kind of from the other kind of goals and projects I had. So that was one factor because the living costs out there in, in Colombia is a lot yeah. cheaper. Yeah, it's $500 a month to like live. Is that like yeah. a quality, quality apartment? Quality, too? like in the nicest part of town, your own like studio apartment is like 500 bucks a month. So. And Shakira lives across. And Shakira is probably not that far, yeah. How's, so. the, how's the food over there? Oh my God, it's amazing. Like, uh, the thing about Barranquilla that's really interesting is that it's, like, a super rapidly growing city. Um, because the... So, I'm from the Caribbean coast of Colombia, and it's... Like, where the pirates are from? <laughs> yeah, where the pirates are from. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but it's always been, like, relatively safer compared... The cities, at least. Not in, be not in between the cities. Now it is, but when there were still, like, gorillas and stuff. Not the animals, like the <laughs> guerrilla warfare. Yeah, guerrilla warfare. Like when there were still Colombians wait, you the, know there the actually band. are hippos. There's a hippo problem right now in Colombia because so Pablo Escobar, um, he had hippos. Yeah, and the house went to like shit. So they the hippos escaped, and hippos breed like crazy. So there's really? just like they just stampede like little villages like outside of Medellin. Yeah, it's like it's like a real issue. Hippos are fucking dangerous, bro. They're not. It's true. Yeah, that I heard they, hippos are like some of the most dangerous like 
animals. Yeah. And their, their sweat is pink, right? I don't is know that why. a thing? Uh, oh, yeah. Apparently, they sweat blood. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I want to say literally that two days ago I was pooping. That's so metal. Oh, and I looked up baby hippos. <laughs> And then it led me to searching uh, scary hippos. <laughs> and I think like between 100 to 200 people a year die by a hippo. Yeah, tram- they're one of, they're like, they have one of some of the highest kill counts for animals in the world. <laughs> Dang. That's crazy. Uh, well, yeah. do you want to put a pause on this conversation and talk about our conspiracy theory? Oh. The um, <laughs> so when Neil deGrasse Tyson said... <laughs> Oh, that, um, this is a big okay. Go for when it. When he, what did he say again? That was so he, the, he was the gun thing. About the gun thing. Yeah, like, it's like more people died to like from medical errors. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'll, like four hundred people in four years so died from the, medical in this errors. Week's news: two hundred from the flu or like. Yeah. What he was yeah. actually talking about being spectacle. He wasn't talking about gun deaths. He was talking about hippo deaths. <laughs> That's a good conspiracy theory. He was saying theory. where we, we allow too much spectacle. <laughs> All to right, Neil there. deGrasse Tyson, a tweet at 10.58 a.m. August 4th, 2019. You might have already seen this, but... Yeah, we're super late. Yeah, this In is the late. past 48 hours, the USA horrifically lost 34 people to mass shootings. On average, across any 48 hours, we also lose... 500 to medical errors, 300 to the flu, 250 to suicide, 200 to car accidents, 40 to homicide via handgun. Often our emotions respond more to spectacle than to data. Neil deGrasse Tyson, you're an idiot. Yeah, honestly, fuck you, Neil. Um, I still think he's kind of like handsome. No. Handsome? Okay, I, nah, bro. I saw... Uh, this is how much of a jackass he is. He, uh, I was watching some video with him, and he, apparently he doesn't use a phone case because he sees his his phone as like a a gun that he he like holsters up so he can just like whip out. And so having a case to a phone is what? like what? Yeah, it's say just the it? it's just hmm. the most random thing that That's he's weird about. That's an untapped industry: gun cases. Uh, Dude, Neil deGrasse Tyson kind of <laughs> sounds like the Ben Shapiro of science at this point. He like, honestly like, is. Like, yeah. But, I, I, you know, it's like you he, get it, you, he's just looking for like brownie points for like making like obvious logical observations that aren't like really yeah it was like a, it they was fit the logic but they they're not like actually practical like within the context they're yeah. not. But, I think he was just trying to like. They're for like twenty-year-old dude like, bros. He sounds like a cringy nerd, you know, like mm-hmm. someone who actually. Yeah, actually, yeah. Actually, yeah he's like, like, he's like for these like you know, twenty-something like dude bros on like keto who like think they've got like the whole life. There, you know, everybody's lives figured out basically right. because something, yeah. something that this made me think about, especially this last line. Often our emotions respond more to spectacle than to data. I think part of what being human is having emotion oh, interesting. you know We're breaking it down oh my gosh right? wow, it's we're like deep. being human is having emotion and although yeah. that might be skewed by media and national news in some way i mean just hearing that from whatever outlet is it's hard yeah. to handle you also know? you know in a vacuum i think it's fair to say yeah our emotions do react more to spectacle like a lot of the worst parts I think of America right now or have been created uh, by us responding more to spectacle than like substance, right? But to use that phrase 
for the deaths of people that were massacred by you know weapons that shouldn't really be like used for civilian use like i think that's i think that's pretty pretty low neil i think i think my ass like an interesting (laughs) like i guess way to look at it too would be like there is more spectacle involved in a child being murdered than let's say 10 adults dying from old age or something yeah you know if you look at it from a purely quantitative perspective yeah like 10 old people died of old age today and one child was brutally murdered yeah like it it, it is i think you know you you can have some outrage although the numbers aren't in favor of more children dying i guess in this case yeah i don't know yeah no i think like our our uh obviously we do have issues with our health system in general but that that's a whole other uh that's a whole other thread but yeah how's uh the healthcare system in columbia (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) um well it's fantastic if you have the money basically so Uh, like anywhere i'm assuming yeah yeah, i mean think about it canada a lot of places are universal right they're universal columbia is not universal at all single payer the wealth gap in columbia is pretty big um it's a it's a rapidly I'm gonna use some big big brain words. <laughs> ten cent words. Ten Bigs. cent words, yeah. But basically Colombia has like completely embraced the neoliberal model. And so it's rapidly expanding economically. Um but the value of its currency is lower and lower every day because the dollar is being used more and more. And ah. the wealth gap is increasing more and more. And we've seen this in other Latin American countries where things like this happen, and usually what ends up happening is that there's some type of workers' revolution, and the country goes left. Wasn't uh, Venezuela so, recently so that's like what that? Happened? No, no, it's not oh, what's it's happening. Going to happen? I think it could happen in the next 10, 10 years because the the wealth gap right now is like is untenable, and the dollar, if you want to think about it, is so. The Colombian peso is like by thousands, but like mm-hmm. if we're if we take like a thousand and we let's say like a thousand is one unit, right? So the dollar is right now three point seven five to one, and oh wow, yeah, or yeah, so it's one dollar is three point seven five, and three thousand seven hundred fifty, yeah, yeah, in Colombia. Dang. And that's like yeah, that's why it's and so like why it's so easy for yeah. me to live there right now. Um, but yeah, there's, I guess, shame on me. I'm taking advantage, but, <laughs> but also, you know, I, I would hope to, uh, cause I am going to be doing radio work and writing out there to make some type of impact. Um, and yeah. Power so, to the people. Use, yeah. Use. So you're, uh, I guess you're heading over. If your prediction comes through within the 10 years, you're going in the prime time to to be a journalist in Colombia. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, journalism in Colombia is an interesting place, just like journalism anywhere else. But uh, it's needed now more than ever because, like, there's right now there's kind of no good investigative uh, journalism going on in, in Colombia, mm-hmm. and we need it, like, a lot. Because if you think fake news is hitting... Uh, the U.S. hard. It's hitting 
Colombia and I think a lot of other third world countries like way harder because it's just way easier to to uh, manipulate people who have don't have the same I guess like digital literacy mm-hmm. that we've had mm-hmm. for you know 20 and 25 years so mm-hmm. but yeah so speaking of journalism mm. and also tying it to maybe last week's episode yeah do you uh, sort of share Sean's sentiments in the education system I know Sean was saying stuff like yeah. you know I sort of thought of this ever since we've recorded the last episode, so it's a, it's been marinating sure. a little bit. Sure. Yeah. All his comebacks but, all <laughs> <way>. <laughs> so just okay, so Sean was saying, yeah, it's not gonna prepare you to be the next Quentin Tarantino, right? And in the same way, I don't know if journalists but, if it, do you think I'm not saying but do you think uh, journalism prepares you to be, you know, the next great thing or right. do you yeah it's um so i think film and and journalism are similar in some ways in the way that they're they're really cutthroat mm-hmm. um but journalism in some ways is kind of uh right now a little bit the opposite i think of you know for example like film school right because really journalism right now i you know i don't think you if you go into film realistically i think mo- you don't go into it unless you feel like some type of conviction that you can like be somebody who has a major voice right i don't know in some way at least you I, say that's not similar I, with journalism right well but hold up so i think Actually, you know you're being someone else's voice in some cases yeah yeah so right, i okay. think so with film well at least you know as a director right let's say like sure. a Right, like a, that type of position. If we're talking about the technical side, right, mm-hmm. it's a little different. But with journalism, I think, at least from my experience, I can't speak with everybody who does journalism. I think there's something about like kind of buying into the importance of journalism mm. rather than you trying. To, I, I'm sure if you're trying to be, for example, you know, a, a reporter on ESPN, right? Or something like that, right? Yeah, of course, you're thinking you want to be a you know, star. But I think if you really want to be a journalist, which I think there are a lot of people who really buy into how important journalism is for and, our and society. You, and you, do, you agree with, and you're one of those people? Yeah, I, I am. Um, there's a degree but, of altruism, definitely, I, like in, in journalism. Yeah, there's a degree of altruism. I'll explain why I kind of hesitated a little bit. Yeah. But um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I, I grabbed his Let bag. Me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> please stop massaging my thighs. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I was not that I'm not now. I'll, I'll explain in a second. But I just think with journalism, you're just trying to get your foot in the door, mm-hmm. and so. It's right now the situation is so grave that whereas like film, even in its golden age or whatever, has always felt like this long shot, right? Um, journalism has always been tough too, but right now the situation it hasn't been much worse for people trying to get into journalism. Major right. newspapers are. Um, laying off tons of writers. Totally, yeah, I've been saying it's, a lot of it's, that. It's more and more difficult to unionize as writers. Yep. Um, a lot of entry levels are unpaid. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, you know, you know, and unlike film, where film is like, okay, yeah, you can go into some unpaid internship, but you're getting access to the, like this kind of power or whatever, right? And you power. Know, yeah, it's like you, you want to like feed the goal of somebody who's like, oh, like, you know, if you're successful in film, you're, you're probably going to make money, right? i say even more net, so now in TV. Right, and, and TV. TV yeah, yeah, I guess just visual media in general. Like, if you're successful, the I think the... Excluding, like, painting. Or right, <laughs> right. I guess video, video, yeah. yeah. TV, film, everything in between. If you're really successful, yeah. unless you're doing something like short On films... On a broadcast level. Right, like, right. Yeah. Unless you're doing something like short films, if, if the, I think the thinking is if you're successful, you're going to be pretty set economically you know mm -hmm. even if it's like you're like a mild success right Journal success. journalism you could be a success as a journalist and, and nobody it, knows your name and nobody knows your name or and you're not making that much money yeah so mm. that's why i think people who get into it they have to have that sense of altruism they have to have that like love of the craft or just be so like yeah, narcissistic that they yeah. want to be, you know, yeah, like on CNN think, or something, right? I think even, but, even then, like, narcissistic and believing that yeah. you have the power to change the world. Like, yeah. that's like an interesting... A lot you know, of the times, yeah, too, I agree. Uh, speaking from ex sort of experience, or my aunt, who I'm really close with, mm. she's a journalist, and uh, she's actually award-winning, not to, like... Oh, wow brag about but is she a writer yeah yeah she's a writer she's actually uh won the pulitzer for okay what what the yeah. why did you never tell me this bro? why isn't she on the podcast yeah no, yeah she actually had she had a podcast too wow point. what's her name and you got a pulitzer her name too? is julia protis sulek and Aww. she's a really close animal if you're listening yeah let's go uh, aunt julie i love you she hates your podcast uh no but um, that's the thing a lot of the, she won that award for you know that ghost ship fire in Oakland that happened a oh, couple years back. Okay. It was her and her team that covers it, but I think what we were saying that sort of maybe links with it is that yeah, I literally put Julia Pro and she came up. Wow. I didn't when, even have to finish writing when her you're, name. When you're doing journalism, it's about a topic yeah. that's not necessarily you or even that you want it to be it's just you follow sort of the yeah. news i mean there could be levels of stories that you find in like investigative sure. journalism but in film usually i mean there's documentary sure. filmmaking too but you know it's um, more you get more creative control in some way definitely and you know also there's different types of journalism like right that's obviously reporting yeah, we're talking news. about like one of the most like yeah. beautiful ones in a sense like right the one that just hard blow news the lid off of something yeah yeah, yeah. but like, there's editorial you know opinion there's um, like the one from uh evan all bruce almighty where he just reports on like the world's biggest cookie yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's journalism yeah. technically you know like, but right. yeah i guess yeah like tv broadcasting and um and you know i think really the blog format of journalism has kind of is now just mainstream journalism you know mm -hmm. so um there's lots of good good and bad i could talk all day about what's good and bad about all those things but <laughs> um i guess going back to why i was like kind of hesitant like I, I like journalism a lot um i i just think that right <laughs> now it's not because I realized that at the end of the day, I was really, I really like journalism. I really like it as a career. But mm. what was less important to me was 
journalism itself and more kind of just storytelling in general. Totally. Um, and I think that right now, unfortunately, journalism is not the best way to do that. I hope that, because I do think journalism is really important to like us as a society. Um, and I hope that it's able to like adapt in a healthy way rather than like a bad way. But personally, I'm a little bit pessimistic about where it's going right now. So. It's because the human uh, always reacts to spectacle. <laughs> yeah, well, that's <laughs> true. No, dude. No, no. But like, let's put it this way: um, talking about Trump, right? Yeah. Who basically? Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah more than <laughs> any other president, yeah. right? Actually, was aided by the media to get elected. Yep. And part of that is because you can hate him all you want but uh, he he was right he brings views even if they're hate views mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and a lot of these traditional companies media companies right they because they weren't able to adapt to the digital kind of landscape fast enough and adapt the kind of the rules of journalism to these rapidly developing technologies have been left behind in a lot of ways by this kind of blog journalism, which is yeah. follows the rules, quote unquote, of journalism a lot less, right? Because it's just more entertaining to read, right? And so they need things to that grab viewers, grab. That's why you have, it's kind of fucked up, but that's why you have right. two weeks of coverage of a plane disappearing. Yeah. Because people are interested in it. So that's, that's why you have Trump. Why that's why he got air time all quickly. Because people are interested in how, you know, grotesque he is. Yeah, but that's also ki- how he got elected. It's kinda of crazy how it's almost like the more grotesque, the more gruesome, the more yeah. horrific yeah. the story is, the the more people are gonna eat it up right. and the more the media I is, say is too, gonna like on the, along those lines that I have literally no data for this, but I want to say that somewhere like before our time, like I feel like the power in journalism is revealing something and then you're you're taking for granted the fact that people will react in the most righteous manner. Mm-hmm. So like let's say you blow yeah. the lid off of like some like place that's like has a sex trafficking thing. And now it's like the human spirit responds and says, we do not think that is okay. And everyone reacts to it and says, like, we're not going to let that happen. And I feel like we're in, in the opposite now where we reveal something and we respond out of hate and, you know, provide right. the views or rather than in apathy. the most righteous way. Yeah. Because now we're mm-hmm. able to access all these terrible things all the time. And so when we see one thing after another we become desensitized yeah. to it so it's it becomes exhausting it's exhausting yeah, so, yeah so, that's like i'm saying like at one yeah. point maybe you know someone revealed something that was super messed up and we're like you know what that's not okay yeah thank you journalists let's stop this yeah. you know no but now that, it's the that's point where that already, comes out every single that's week already you know, have, like, like we don't even care you know? yeah talking about epstein yeah the whole epstein thing a lot of people don't remember that he actually he was uh already put in jail for molesting an underage w- woman Damn. Now, it wasn't the whole sex trafficking thing, but he served time as a sex offender already. Like, this is not... The fact that he slept with, like, little girls, it's not... Same thing with Bill Cosby, for example. That was very yeah. well known in the comedy mm-hmm. 
kind of community, right? Yeah. Like all these things are they've been there. They've even they've, been reported yeah. on. And but we could thank the Me Too movement for that, right? Because yeah. that's a huge journalism movement that was like sort of Well, so actually I obviously I think the Me Too movement's great, right? In principle. I think part part of what happens is that because of the failings of journalism is that then you have people coming in who aren't journalists writing mm -hmm. journalist type articles about serious mm -hmm. issues right and like we've seen for example some me too accusations like backfire and right you know. so yes. but um you know like for example the aziz ansari thing right wherever you stand on it right um the article itself that was published um was very like i i read through the whole thing just because i was curious and it, it's it's dangerous, I think, to base whole movements off of that type of writing because it was it felt a lot more like a, a hit piece rather than something like you know this is what happened. This is like the reporting. Of yeah, what happened, I, that's right? like call out culture, cancel culture, right? right? Cancel culture, call out culture. Um, right. It's that's those things are all great when um, you can use them in your favor but then when they are used against you or you know that the mob mentality but yeah no but i do think obviously that's not to discredit the me too movement at all that's not what i'm saying but want us to, like uh, any movement it can you know i want us to make a poll on the tapeworms <laughs> instant and ask like do you like when we get deep or, uh, or do you want us just to be shitheads <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you know because because i uh Mm. Like I remember, like I listened to our newest episode at work the other day, and it yeah. was such a stressful day at work, and I was just listening to it, and like everyone was just chit chatting and laughing, and then I was just like, it really influenced my oh, mood. Oh yeah, it does. I but was you know, like, what? it was people like, in my head are just laughing. But it was like yeah. deep, but shit yeah, but it was yeah, yeah, we were just messing around, you know. So I yeah. feel like I don't I don't know yeah. what mindset people look for when they're listening to this. Yeah. I think it's some people an, that are like want to just yeah. kick it. I guess either way, you're gonna get a little yeah. bit of both, no matter yeah. what. Because yeah. we always go off on tangents. We do. We just <laughs> but, we literally just went off on a big one right speaking now. Speaking of America here, and yeah. also speaking of news, and when an artist is walking across America, <laughs> and he just got bitten by a rattlesnake. Yeah. And uh, that's some news we could get along because our drummer shit. here, Caesar Juarez, uh -huh. also likes walking. Right, Caesar? You, you're yeah, a fan of walking. I, um, you walk like five miles a day or something, right? I, if only. I walk like ten miles a day. Oh, damn. I stay getting that sweat coin. <laughs> if, <laughs> do you know sweat, what sweat coin, coin, sweat coin Wait, plug what? right now. All right, so, yeah, I, I'm... If you think I'm sponsored by Sweatcoin, that's pretty cool that you'd think someone would sponsor me. But I'm not sponsored by Sweatcoin. I'm just going to talk about it. Um, so it's basically a type of cryptocurrency where you earn it, like you mine it by walking. Wait, what? And so like you, every thousand steps is one Sweatcoin. And then like, if you what's can... What's like the, what's kind of the rate for Sweatcoin right now? What's the, what's the <laughs> rate, exchange rate? Yeah. yeah, what's the exchange rate for Sweatcoin? You get uh, 3,000 Colombian pesos. <laughs> <laughs> Now, like, uh, once you get to like the 500 sweat coin, like region, like you can actually yeah. start getting some pretty cool stuff. Like if you get 500 sweat coins, you can buy like a skydiving trip. What the fuck? Um, like with 300 sweat coins, you can do one of those uh, like Spartan races. 
Um, like yeah. it's all on the app. Like you can purchase things. Um, you can get a watch with like a thousand sweat coins. Holy shit. Um, mm. and so like I've only had it for a month, and I'm like at close to three hundred sweat coins. But it's only because I I, like I uh, commute to work every day on the train. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I get off like a couple stops early or like a just lot to of walk. stops early just yeah. to walk a little bit. Um, and Fuck. I'll listen to I love podcasts. I'll just kick it. Yeah. Um, I'd be rich by now. Holy shit. Yeah. So I just I just walk a lot. Um, so I'm getting that sweat coin. Yeah, but, uh, sweat coin. I have to do this. Yeah, but, but speaking how, how of sweating and walking, uh, Caesar, you, you want to plan a, a oh, walking yeah, trip well, to Sacramento, right? Yeah, like all this. You want to walk from Los Angeles to Sacramento? <laughs> I think that's preposterous. Yeah. Um, so because I walk so much, like I just kind of <laughs> started thinking about you know people who who have done like walking as a sport and. Uh, no, it's uh, we had uh, some people come. I thought they said well, we can, we can. No, he said when I started this. Oh, uh, yeah, I, thought, I honestly heard protest too. All right, so basically, part, cut this part. Yeah, no, keep it, going, it, keep uh, going. makes it seem genuine. Yeah. Yeah. We're here live at the we're Warm Hole. Yeah. People too. We're, we're, <laughs> no, but yeah. So since I walk like around like between ten to twelve yeah. miles a day, just I I I'll wake up the next day and I won't be sore. Like if you were to jog ten to twelve miles a day. The next day, your ankles would hurt. Like, you'd be super sore. Or, like, I feel like overall, it just would not be good for your joints. Yeah. But walking is just so low impact that, like, you can just... I walk, like, 10 to 12 miles a day, and, like, I literally do not feel sore the next day. It's just kind of right. cool, too. You know, you reflect. You listen to podcasts. Dude, I love walking. But um, because I realized that I could do between, like, 10 to 12 miles a day, and Sacramento is around, like, what is it, three between 300 to 400 miles away? I'd say Somewhere between there. Yeah, um, I figure in a month, if I just walk 10 miles a day... I can get to Sacramento. So it's just something <laughs> I was thinking about, you know? Just walk yeah. 10 miles, go to bed, walk 10 miles, go to bed, stop Folks, somewhere to eat. If you have ambitions, get shanked by go someone in Merced. Yeah, yeah. get sex trafficked in Merced. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's just something uh, I've been thinking about, you know? Damn. Yeah. We all have our dreams. So, <laughs> fingers crossed, knock on wood, no rattlesnakes in, yeah, that, no rattlesnakes. in that path. My dream is, uh, I wanna, so there's this like lost you know native city and and the kind of the coast of colombia the, the surface atlantis yeah it's it's the above ground Atlantis. it's the, it's the entrance to the hollow earth actually the city of gold. <laughs> wait <laughs> i've heard of the hollow earth no 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 it's not, it's not the entrance to the hollow earth i was wait, but with you i know i, I know yeah, it's yeah. not that but i want to hear more about the hollow well earth. we could talk about the but basically right, next episode the part the conspiracy is the, the hollow, hollow earth. earth yeah we'll we'll look into it um we'll do our due diligence <laughs> our journalists yeah. Uh, get a university professor. <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's this lost city. I kind of want to do like a. It's like a three day hike through the jungle, basically in the mountains. And I kind of want to do it <laughs> and write about it. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, me, Anthony, and his girlfriend, and my girlfriend, mm. we watched a documentary. Uh, last week oh yeah about smell about <laughs> smell yes. yeah it's, it's just all about smell and i this whole i like anthony we were surfing netflix and we we're looking for an episode of yeah. something to and, watch and you then know? caesar's like i want to watch something that just changes my perspective this on changes my life <laughs> yeah. this, and we literally stumbled upon something that was literally like life-changing yeah. like i uh i actively looked for sense this week to see what sort of emotional reaction or just if anything what in my fuck? any images in my head were triggered yeah because i know that's something that's happened in my life but i never did it like actively yeah um but like i was telling anthony that like 
I remember when I was in middle school, like, I just found some random vanilla lotion, and I wanted, like, to smell good, so I was like, I'm putting on some vanilla lotion. Smell good. <laughs> you want but to I started it? putting it on daily, and then I just stopped, because I ran out. But Yo, then, you ever um, just get a whiff of, of, like, a smell, like, a mall or something, and it smells just like somebody... You're talking about Cinnabons. Uh, no, 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 not... Okay, yeah, Cinnabons, no. But no, no, but it smells like just like somebody you knew and you thought that was like yeah. a unique smell yeah well, that's oh, what I'm no, saying. like God, that's something that dude, happens like crazy. when i smelled van that same vanilla lotion like you in get, college i yeah. literally just launched myself mentally into like me in middle school putting on that lotion yeah. i was like oh crap like, i didn't even remember that was that's like crazy. a memory you know that like, stuff is crazy but like yeah this whole week i would just like like i work with bugs at work and for some reason they smell like cantaloupes you uh, make bugs so, fuck, like, don't you? Yeah, I make bugs bang. That's but, um, fantastic. Uh, I feel like if, like, one day, like, I, I no longer work there, and, like, let's say 20 years from now, I, someone's, like, chopping up some cannabis. You're at a summer I'm picnic. I'm gonna think of myself, like, at 23, like, working at this company. Seeing bugs just yeah, go just, ham like, on each take, other. It's gonna take yeah. me back, you know? Yeah. Like, it's oh crazy how, like, no, smell is so, like... Smell yeah, is so crazy. triggering. It's very triggering. It's very true. I, uh... What's Songs a, for me. What's a great really smell you, you remember, Gatos, that's connected smell. to, like, a good story? I know... Fuck, okay, bro. I know one that I told you, told you. about it while you tell yeah, your story. But, yeah, so... When I was a kid... <laughs> there's a word for this, too, in Spanish, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would love... To absolutely just be addicted so to gross. like the smell of like damp washcloths just oh, like yeah. freshly off the that's the off terrible the, smell yeah. I just you? love it just like slightly damp I just like literally oh my god like, <sighs> and that reminds me of purely actually, like I don't know why like and it was I, was it yeah. pleasure and you know what? It's it's kind of. I'm, I'm gonna go off no, on a tangent. I, I don't know why, but but, but but no, it it influenced me so much that my 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 like music my first music project in high school was about the band was, the band was called Washcloth. I mean, I was the That's only hilarious. person in it, but it's <laughs> a band of one. <laughs> it was really a solo. But it's called Washcloth, and it just it's about that memory of. Stop calling it. A uh, so so what's that? Wait, what's the word for it? Oh yeah. yeah. Um. In my family, whenever we find like a towel, like it just smells like stagnant water, we call it Pushkawado. <laughs> Pushkawado. Okay. Pushkawado. So Protus loves Pushkawado. Pushka no, Protus, this may, whole may thing about you just like putting your, essentially putting damp, like cloths Wait, in your you face. Did you figure out your smell? Yeah, I'll, I'll get to it in a second. But actually, it reminds me of a, this uh, Japanese movie that I think you would really like. It's, uh, it's called Branded to Kill. And it's by this Japanese director called Seijin Suzuki. And this guy was like the guy for like Yakuza movies in the 60s, right? And, but he started to get like more and more experimental and Branded to Kill was like, he literally handed in the movie because they had cut his whole budget. So even though it was 1960, like seven or eight, the movie was in black and white. And he handed in the movie to the studio and they, they fired him on the spot. <laughs> Really? Yeah, it's it's a it's a complete fever dream, but it's basically about a hitman who is like obsessed with smelling uh, cooking rice. So there's just a scene of him like going. They're like, oh yeah, that like Joe. He or no, he's not. His name is not Joe. It's like I forget. <laughs> I, that was another movie with the same actor. But he's like, oh yeah, he really loves the smell of rice. He's a freak, and he's just. There's a scene of him just going, and just like, <laughs> yeah, just like. <laughs> 
and like a, a bowl of rice. It's it's fantastic. I think you would really like it. Protus What's actually. the title again? Uh, Branded to Kill. Branded to yeah, Kill. Yeah, really good movie. Totally. But um, what were we talking about? Your oh, favorite smells. To... Any smells oh, my that smell. trigger, no. trigger memories just, dude, for there's you? There's like this specific, I don't know if it's a shampoo or like a perfume or whatever, but it smells, it takes me right back to like my first girlfriend. It's, yeah, yeah it, it's like, oh. uh, it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I literally will, every like maybe few months, will get just a whiff of it somewhere. I'm just like, oh, that's uh. a That's a big one. Was it what, yeah. you would, what you would wash your hair with when you were with her? Or was it the shampoo? No, it was like something that smells like her. Yeah. Like something, yeah. That, I was going to yeah. say, I think almost everyone who's ever been in love, the smell or the perfume or the deodorant or whatever smell yeah. they ha- the of the opposite person that's always going to be whenever mm-hmm. they smell that it's going to be in their mind and yeah wherever you could be you could be at the mall you could just be so triggering somewhere yeah. else she's married it, now by the way it could just go out of nowhere <laughs> well listeners think about the smells you remember your significant <laughs> hit us up with your favorite smells yeah <laughs> send us boxes johnny from idaho smell. loves smelling his own feet <laughs> yeah um what i was going to say though is it's it's because, you know, Protus, when he was saying he likes to smell yeah. damp towels, for me, looking at him, like, showing this motion or whatever, it it's hard to tell what kind of pleasure it is, you know what I mean? And so I was just thinking how it's, like, interesting that there's so many, like, different types of pleasures, oh you know? Mm. Like, how, like, there's the pleasure of eating food, like, that's clearly not sexual, you know, but it's really enjoyable. And then there's Protus smelling damp towels, <laughs> which is clearly yeah. sexual. Clearly, clearly erotic. Okay. <laughs> okay, I don't think I think it has more to do with my childhood. I got you. I don't know exactly. Yeah, there's, there's how, pleasure. Like I want to um, say, like there's so many pleasures. I guess there's like, like uh, I don't love know. is a pleasure. I guess also I in movies, like you're, you always see that person get a towel over the face that's chloroformed. Yeah. Maybe I saw a movie like that and I was like. This oh, is what yeah. it smells like. I want to be chloroformed and just taken out. I want to be chloroformed. Maybe. Uh, who knows? The, the who knows? sword out. What are you going to say, Gatos? Uh, shout out, Willie. Willie actually told me he wants to get chloroformed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what if it was. You, uh, too? If you know Willie, this does not sound weird to you, but we're just not yeah. going to burn him out. Yet. He's yeah. going to be a guest one of these days. Oh, my yeah. God. I can't wait to listen to the Willie interview. Yeah. Um. So... Thank you. Used the drumstick for that beer. That was that was great. Um, there's this one smell that I I actually don't know what it is. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's back to smells. Uh, this is one smell that like it reminds me of my cousin's place. I don't know if it's what they used. It's uh, uh, like for their laundry or fried what. Fried plantains. No, it's not fried. Not I love most. fried plantains, by the way. But. No, no, no. It's like, it just, their whole house, their clothes, everything, like, smelled like this. And every once in a while, I'll get, it's very rare, but I'll get a whiff of that, like, same smell. And it'll take me back to, like, visiting them as a little kid. Because I would always go there mm. for, like, Christmases or holidays. So, like, I have good memories. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's another smell. I wonder if there's, like, a universal smell that, like... It encompasses anyone, all smells? Anyone can smell, and it's all the same thing. Like... Strawberry? Maybe okay. Strawberry. One thing that came to mind is like chlorine from a swimming pool. If you yeah. smell chlorine and just think of swimming. Yeah, like odds are you swam as a child or something. Yeah. Like, 
everyone yeah. remembers like that pool party or I don't right, know, stuff like right. that. So yeah, um, I don't know. But for me it? though, like the most triggering thing is is music, like definitely even more than smell. smell. Even more than smell. Both things, though, recorded music yeah. and smells, they're invisible. You can't, you can't yeah, see them. You can only intangible. feel them and, or experience them non-visually. It's kind of weird. There, there's, there are songs that have taken me years to like revisit because if I listen to them, they will just take me back to like mm-hmm. a certain time and I'll get really nostalgic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get into uh, those songs. Let's talk yeah. about those songs yeah. then. <laughs> Speaking of... Marvin's Room. Yeah. Marvin's Room. <laughs> God. <laughs> that oh could be a universal song. No I think hype anyone, a party up yeah. by playing Marvin's Room. Anyone who yeah, I'll get people really song. hyped. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a question for you, Gatos. Oh, okay. So, like, let's say, you know, you, you flew to Barranquilla in Colombia. Mm-hmm. You settled in. It's been like a week or two. <laughs> What's a typical day in the life? Wow. Day in the life. Day in the life. Okay. Barranquian? Um, yeah, Barranquian. For me, or like a typical Barranquian? For, for me? Well, you at least... Because there's just got to be like, you know, something in your head of what yeah. you think, you know, your days in the Well, like. I, I think I kind of got a taste of what my routine was going to be like when I was there over the summer. Yeah. Um, But let's say, let's say we're talking a weekday, right? Yeah, now I was an adult, too, you know? It's yeah, really it's different. different. It's different. And, you know, Working adult. my relationship with Colombia has always been as a almost like a place of refuge because I can go there, visit family. It's like a way of connecting with my culture, but then I leave, you know? So living there, working there full time, uh, you know, there's going to be culture shocks that, it's going to be like semi-culture shocks because I'm like aware of them, but then actually experiencing them are going to be different. But I, so I don't know what the fuck it is about Barranquilla. I think it's the humidity, but it's so hard for me to like stay awake throughout the day. It's, it's, like terrible it's the like, good food it's the good food it's the fucking humidity it's a lot of things but so let's say okay well so i'll probably wake up you know around like 7 30 or 8 on a weekday early riser yeah i'm gonna this is what i'm aiming for you climb up the tree for your morning uh, fruit. <laughs> up the he's a jungle boy yeah. uh actually talking about smells the smell of mango like freshly like peeled oh, mango takes oh, me yeah. back to oh, yeah. the specific oh, yeah. house that my grandfather had in Colombia that i would just grab the mangoes off the trees it was like his beach oh, house wow yeah anyway sorry it's fucking yeah, taking me to let us hear your favorite too, smells yeah <laughs> dm us with your favorite smells yeah. um unless they're too kinky yeah. i don't know <laughs> protus's damp towel after he showers <laughs> No, not a shower. It's, it's washcloths after dishes. Okay, so, right. so I'll probably wake up around 7.38. Um, mm. Work kind of on the editorial stuff that I'm working on for this website. It's, like, focused on innovation. Maybe around, like, 12.30, I'll eat, like, a lunch. Um, we have a lady who cooks for us. She's, Ooh, yeah. Fancy. She cooks some, some fat meals. Nice. She's like a family friend almost who, who like cooks. Like she doesn't even need to work anymore. Like she sent her, she like comes from like a really, like uh, she was basically yeah she was like the cook for on my dad's side of his family, for his family when they were like really rich, which they're not anymore. But um, and she comes yeah she comes from like a kind of low, low income background 
and um but she worked her way up and she like sent her her kid her son is like in like a professional like you know earns like a good amount and her grandchildren go to good schools but she still like wants to cook for us just because she like she loves us it. yeah she likes doing it um so i'll probably get a meal from her uh every once in a while for lunch or that's nice yeah i might order something then at one i gotta be at the radio station that i talk the yeah the program that i talked to um i gotta be there at one and then usually i'm there around two to three hours and then i'll head back probably take a nap at this point because i'll be back like at four or five and uh and yeah, maybe go out to eat because Barranquilla this has some This is the part I really want to hear yeah. after work. After, well, yeah, there's, there's What's some... the nightlife there? <laughs> the nightlife is interesting. Um, so the way Barranquilla works is for both for restaurants and nightlife is that everybody will go to like one spot for like six months and then they'll just then find something and then it's canceled <laughs> and then literally that business might go out of business oh, yeah. yeah it's crazy does the yeah. local radio radio station decide who's who like, <laughs> no yeah this you, no you gotta have some influence in that. so last year like, i mean i could i mean my so it's my grandfather's radio program and he's i forget exactly how old he is actually he's like 80 is it like fm over there or is like yeah yeah it's fm but he uh he does online it's he cool. has a podcast version of the each episode yeah a fellow and caster he's not video streaming video streaming yeah no oh, he's like cool. multimedia he has a own his own website and everything it's a, on all platforms he's so. a cam boy yeah he's a cam, he's a blog boy <laughs> uh, i'm actually helping him kind of do his like editorial side too That's for his cool. website you're also doing your uh what is it? Your mm. your novel, right? Your your ghost yeah. thing, right? I remember yeah. we talked about this. Did I talk about it last episode at all? Or I don't no? think so. And I remember we talked about it on the the car drive to uh, sure. Mitski. Uh, to Mitski. Oh, we can talk about <laughs> Mitski. Was it? <laughs> Dude, that concert was insane. That was a good show. That was a really she good played, show. She was a. Gave us and I saw Mitski a few weeks ago, yeah, and she I was, was on, a great performer. I was on a gummy edible. It was insane. <laughs> the opener was a girl who made music only using electronic <laughs> loops. Yeah. And, no, and her voice. It was live. And her voice. It was li it, like live loops. Right, and, live recorded yeah, loops. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was, was so sick. What were we talking yeah. about again? But, a day in the life. Oh, a day yeah. in the life. And, oh, and, your, and your, uh, your project. Yeah, right? so I your write. Novel, yeah. Typically, I write at night. So I go through my whole day. I've been thinking usually, usually while I'm doing all kind of my routine stuff, I'm thinking about what I want to write about, kind of like the, maybe like the bigger ideas. And then I sit down and whatever comes out, like I'll, I'll try to set like a word limit for myself, like 500 words, whatever comes out, comes out. And if it's, and then after like just writing, I'll do like some editing. So I'll be like, oh, okay. Like maybe I'm working on like a draft or maybe I'm like, oh, what I wrote today might be useful or it might be trash. And then I just save it and mm -hmm. move on. But you're kind of getting at right now at, at a thought I was having earlier. I was just thinking like about journalism, mm. like how I, at least the way I see it, like I, I connect journalism so closely like to art, like any yeah. other art. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just kind of thinking to myself, like what is it about journalism that makes it art? Cause it, it's almost like, Ooh, it's, it's very technical, I guess you know what I mean? But I, I feel like you kind of got at it right now, like at the core journalism is writing. Like, yeah, it's writing. That's writing. Like no, present a story. I'm going to be doing some journalism writing, but I think this was actually, this is actually my process for more like fiction writing. 
um, the the kind of more journalistic type writing I kind of <laughs> I will write like what I think the article should be like all at once and then like edit it slowly over time and then yeah that's how I usually write like journalist journalistic articles you, uh, you start but, off with an episode of King of Queens for King Queen. <laughs> yeah yeah King of Queens that's interesting you say that you mostly write at night because yeah. usually for me it's like you gotta start fresh me, yeah it's it's usually the first thing that's in the how morning. it is for me too I don't know, yeah I just you know what it is though it's so this lazy is, this is gonna sound yeah no once I'm like I've had a food or gonna, I've had anything it's gonna like, sound really weird but when I wake up in the morning I feel really insecure I feel like naked Hmm. So just like wouldn't where my that be psychology, for, wouldn't be that be better for writing? No, because being like so writing is like half. I think personally, just my own thoughts yeah, on yeah. It, fiction at least is like half, or any type of you know maybe like screenwriting too. Mm-hmm. Any type of more like artistic writing, I think it's half being self-aware of yourself and half you have to like delude yourself that like because if you are too kind of self-aware you're like why the fuck am i writing like who cares about what i'm writing about like Uh why yeah but that's not really the point right you're also you're too out of it for anyone to even care what you're saying yeah i'm also just not a morning i love mornings but physically i'm not a morning person Mm -hmm. so my mind is like not all the way there but at night i feel like a lot more awake mentally Wow. Um, it's weird. Yeah, maybe I'm a vampire. You're a, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. You're a, what's that's a really cool. native... What's the native animal of Colombia? I don't know. The, the well, native I mean, mammal. The native, like the... The national animal? The yeah, national, national animal. animal. Like America's bald eagle. Yeah, but our native mammal is the bison. The bison? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. It's the... Let's say... I want to say it's Bob, the... Bobcat. Native animal. Know. What's the... Of Colombia. Yeah, let's find that out right I'm now. Google. Recorders, <laughs> make a guess first. It's a tapeworm. Well, no, make a guess. That's so here's here's a few. Here's guess. a few. Also, Colombia is the most I think biodiverse country in the world. I want to say you made that up, but I have no data. <laughs> well, so these neither are, of us have. These are the animals: yeah. jaguar. Yeah, I was gonna say the jaguar, but I feel like that's more closely connected to Mexico. Capybara and, and cougar. Mm, the capybara. But I think the reason why. It, this is my. This is not data, but I think this is why I can use. Well, oh, it's because it you respond to spectacle. That's what. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we, I thought we canceled that. Cancel so hashtag cancel spectacle um, hashtag cold facts only. That, that's what I'm saying. That's like all like Ben Shapiro rhetoric. Like, oh, feelings don't care about your facts. Have I'm you listened gonna, to a fucking Ben Shapiro? I'm all he talks on about someone is someone and be like, honestly, you're just responding to spectacle right now. Yeah. This um, is really just water at its base. <laughs> <laughs> scientifically. Yeah, scientifically speaking, um, you can't oh, separate urine uh, from what. I don't know, you probably Colum- Colombia. What's, what's the music scene like in Colombia? Um, oh, yeah. I actually. That's something I kind of want to get into. There is a rock bar. Rockers. That, yeah, it's called Bourbon Street. It's my favorite. It's like my favorite kind of American type bar. Tapeworms are going to play in Colombia one day. Named yeah. after the New Orleans thing? Yeah, it is. What's it called? Bourbon Street. It's like a Bourbon chain Street. of bars. I mean, they don't. They have them like in a couple other cities in Colombia, but um, yeah, I don't know. The there's like a live stage. There's like some decent rock acts who play there. Do you? But, uh, oh, and, and cumbia, right? Is cumbia. That, do you yeah. get a lot of rock in espanol, or like you get a lot yeah, of yeah? I mean, playing English just because the, the coast. A, a lot of rock in Colombia is more like in the interior part of the country, like the coast. Mm-hmm. 
there's rock, but you know, like Shakira is a little bit rock infused, like some of her early music. But I hear with that, bro. She's like R and B. Yeah, well, she's done a lot of stuff, but yeah, it's yeah, rock is not versed in her music. Rock is not really. Um, I don't know. Hips don't lie. She's the national, the national uh, singer of Colombia. Yeah, the, that's Shakira. <laughs> She, is that uh, song Gasolina? Is that Mexican? No, or is that's, that that's, that's uh, not. It's neither. <laughs> I don't really? know what that is. I, I think that's Puerto Rican. Rican. It's Puerto really? Rican, yeah. yeah. It's like oh, reggaeton. Damn. Yeah. Protus, you're so, you're so normie. You're so normie. Oh, oh, okay. Yo, this is interesting. My mom went to the same school as Shakira. Have I ever told you, you guys that? You flex that so hard every and, single podcast episode. And, Do I, did I really? You bring that up as much as Ramon brings up Lady Gaga. Yeah. brings up Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Wait, what? What's the Bradley Cooper? Uh, the, he always the, brings the, up. A star is born. He always dude. brings up. Oh, a star. Okay, so Last that's my. That's like my trope for podcasts. Is I always yeah. bring up my mom went to school with Shakira. Yeah. No, you All said, right. but your dad and who's who's and Marcello's mom went yeah, to high school. Yeah, they went to the same high school, different times because my dad's younger. But um, my dad worked at the same ice cream shop in New Jersey. No, not Shakira. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. As Ethan Hawke. Oh, yeah. I love that actor. Yeah. Who who is he? First Reformed, actor, Boyhood. Yeah. Uh, all he's been in a lot of Richard Linklater movies. Yeah. You guys uh, sound way more filmy than I do. Um, <laughs> what's a big one he's been in? No, but he used to be in more. He he's done a lot more like Ethan artsy Hawk, movies. Ethan Hawke. I know that. Yeah, you, if you see him. Did he come out of that movie Gattaca? What? With uh. I haven't. What know. does he look? Is he handsome? Yeah, no, he's kind of mouseish. Yeah, mouseish. Right, kind of, kind of. He's kind of quirky. Yeah, he was in Gattaca. Really? What's yeah. Gattaca? I don't even know. It's what like Gattaca a movie is. they make every biology student. Watch. Oh yeah, duh. He was uh, in training. Because it's day. about the future of like yeah. genetic engineering. Oh fuck! I haven't even watched Gattaca. It's not even that good. It's just they force you to watch His it. His last big one, I think he got it. Well, I know uh, he was, was in Oscar the purge. He was in the purge. Okay. He was in Dead Poet Society when he was really young. Yep, and then yeah. Boyhood, he's the dad in the, Boyhood. The, like, before trilogy. Before trilogy, good, Richard Linklater. Really good trilogy. Yeah. Uh, First but Reformed was my favorite movie of 2017. Would I have another Schrader, question for yeah. you? Yeah, Paul Schrader is one of my favorites. Um, what's something you can get in Barranquilla that doesn't compare anywhere else? <laughs> Damn, wow. deep, deep cuts. Wow, that's... A lot of things, honestly, if I'm being real, but I can't really. Not all of them safe for air. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that is influenced one, by spectacle. I think there's one obvious qu- answer here, right? Yeah. What is it? Family, what? right? Fa- yeah, yeah. Oh, Look, that's true. Yeah. Not to get a little sappy, but yeah. My grandfather, who he's, he's also part of the reason why I wanted to get into journalism in the first place. Um, yeah, really big role model and. Um, and realistically, this is probably like the only chance I'll get to work with him, probably mm-hmm. before he passes on. So, you know, it's an opportunity I gotta take. So yeah, I guess family. But if we're talking more like you know less yeah, yeah. deeper, big dude, just the food. Holy fuck, like the food. Yeah, have is you had incredible. Colombian food out here, like anywhere in the U.S.? Dude, that is oh yeah. Well, in Miami, there's a lot of Colombian places. Actually, it's funny, like. In Charlotte, there was a Miami. decent Colombian place. In North Carolina, really? when I lived there. But L.A., there's, like, nothing for some reason. But uh, there's yeah, Colombians I, out here, but there's nothing. They're, they're not. There's not a, maybe not as vocal of a presence yeah. as, as other communities. Yeah, it's true. But the, the funny thing is that Colombian food, for people who have tried it, they really only know 
probably the food from Medellin because mm-hmm. so we call uh, people from Medellin paisa. <laughs> yeah, that's what we call people. I know, I know, I know what that's it means. That's what we in, call people yeah. who sell DVDs in the front of. No, I know what it means in Mexican <laughs> Spanish. Yeah, oh, is that how you define it? You said who sell DVDs in front of restaurants? <laughs> Spicer. <laughs> I don't remember saying this, but that's hilarious. Yeah. So Paisa is like I call it like Paisa. We say like when someone's shy, we say Paisa. So uh, really shy. Like no seas Paisa. Like I don't know why. Like I've just heard that. Like if, like, I, no if I was ever if I was like, ever acting shy, people would tell me like, even teachers that were like Latinos. They would tell me like no seas paisa, like stop stop being shy. I think it's paisa and like I guess it has a lot of meaning. It just means like rural, right? Like stop being rural. Yeah, stop being like. I thought uh, the way uh, our friend Freddie told me about it, he's like it's kind of like hood. Hood, yeah. That's how Freddie defines it. Yeah, he's like oh you. Freddie's the paisa's dude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So paisa is is more like a geographical thing. Yeah. So yeah. Like I think in the Super Mario Brothers. Live action episode, uh, uh, they would call each other paisanos, but that's paisanos, what they're Italians, I guess. Yeah, paisanos. That's, mm. but um, so what were we even talking about? Oh yeah, so most people know the food from Medellin, paisa yeah. food. There's a plate called bandeja paisa, which is literally just this huge plate of like really fucking fried food and like avocado. Avocate. Yeah, yeah, avocate <laughs> and rice. I and, have one other question when you're done with that thought. Okay. So, but it's funny, like, the people from Medellin are always the ones who open restaurants in, in the United States. And kind of pisses me off because all of them are, like, you know, corny. Like, they're all like, ay, mi tercita colombiana. It's like all you know these, like, I little, mean, like... I actually went to eat at a Colombian spot, and that actually is exactly... Right? It's like, like they got the really... flags everywhere. It's like pictures, stock yeah. images of, like, you know, Medellin of and shit. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> and it's, yeah. So, anyways, the coast food is is way better mm. that's all right story so short. i'm gonna reflect right now okay all so right. i've talked to protus about this mm. or uh anthony and protus are the same person for whoever's listening to this. i just call him or anthony anything. and i call him protus my dad they calls know. him tony <laughs> but I've, I've always i've told anthony multiple times or protus that i kind of envy you know him and just other people who mm. aren't from la and came out to school in la because it, it it reminds yeah. me in a way like like when i graduated i went to go visit one of my like best friends from college in paris and he's doing like uh grad school out there sure mm-hmm. and so like i was probably like for all i knew i was probably walking through some of the worst streets in paris all but for some reason it's just like oh this is so beautiful there's it's so much novel. history here yeah i would eat like probably the at the crappiest bakery and i'm like oh this food is like no other you know like sure. and and i i envy people in a way like who move to la you know and and maybe if you don't move here even just visiting you know like mm-hmm. you see everything you're like oh there's this is it like this is the stuff you yeah know? Like, I, how much do you think you see in barranquilla like that is what i'm trying to get oh at, so like, what i see in barranquilla yeah, like, like yeah totally because so <laughs> My good friends Dan, uh, Dan Antonellis, Dan Antonellis. Dan Antonellis. I have not seen him in a while. Yeah, I'm gonna see him probably tonight actually. Um, uh, he's, uh, sorry, I do. That's, that's one of my tics. I'm gonna see him tonight. Oh, yeah, it's a, we're gonna have a sexual encounter. And uh, um, Dan is like the. Dan is like, you know, like the evil twin version of me. He's so chill. Yeah. No, no, he's super chill. Hey, you, bro. You're the evil twin. No, no, I'm not. I'm the good one. No, no, no. Actually, you know what? He plays the evil he twin role better because he looks super chill, but he might actually be the no, evil twin. No, but you got to you gotta know him. You gotta If you really sit down and talk about like to Dan, he's 
we're literally like yin and yang. I'm like the light with like a little bit of dark. He's like the dark with like a little bit of light. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he, Dan and I have like a lot of the same opinions about things, basically, like worldview, very similar worldviews. But it's what we choose to do with that knowledge that's different. So like Dan, <laughs> Dan is trying to make to a kill. Or? Dan, no, no. Dan is like trying to make a fuck ton of money. I'm yeah. like more like hippy dippy. But. Um, so why did I even bring up Dan? Oh, yeah. So I think perspectives. Team. Yeah. I yeah. Look, I moved around a lot as a as a kid, and so, you know, I think I just learned how to like appreciate places, but without getting like too sentimental about it. Like, yeah. I know Barranquilla is. Uh, there are a lot of things that yeah are novel to me just because I don't see them every day. Like yeah. you know, but I also am like. Keenly, it's inevitable, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I'm like keenly aware of the problems in the city that I already know what pisses. That's a good thing because I have spent a lot of time there. I already know the parts of Barranquilla that piss me off. Like yeah. I'm very well aware of what what's gonna like frustrate me. What's gonna uh, culturally, you know, because that's my people too. So I like, mm-hmm. I know the sh- the fucking the type of shitheads like I'm gonna probably encounter out yeah. there. But it's interesting with L.A., I, you know, because I finished high school out here. Uh, and, yeah, those first two years were mind-blowing because, one, I never expected to live in L.A. I was, I like, most of my life I lived in North Carolina, Florida, too, Boston. But, like, California was always this, like, non-existent. This yeah, this magical land. And, but it's actually when I truly, I think you know understood at least a little bit what la was right because i i also didn't want to like only stay in the comfortable spots i wanted Mm -hmm. to kind of like get a sense of the city and uh i think it was seeing all the shit that about la that pissed me off right like there's stuff here that just like drives me crazy right but like acknowledging I think it's like any type this is gonna get a little deep for a second it's like any type of love it's like any type of love whether it's a person or a city right I think like true love is knowing the flaws are there but still not wanting to be with anyone or anything else you know what I mean in in these cases too it's it's recognizing the flaws and not trying to over grant grandize it Mm -hmm. I guess because it's like like I remember my dad like when I was a little kid he would tell me like because he grew up in like one of like the poorest parts of Mexico City he told me when he thought of like Los Angeles, or like just the U.S. in general, yeah. he would always like as a little kid he'd see, like think of the sidewalks covered in gold. Like, the, land. the U.S. is so rich that like he yeah. just thought you know like our sidewalks were made out of bars of gold you know, and I think that's like I've always I've never forgotten that like and it wasn't even a smell either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you look at it Hollywood, wasn't even associated with Hollywood, like? you see the the Walk of Fame, the stars, yeah. Walk yeah. of Stars. You see that? Yeah, like it's it's so crazy. Like I, I think maybe that's why I reflect on this a lot too. Like just yeah, you know, you think of other places, and then you might like it's not. I think even, it's important. You know, mm-hmm. that's really like if you think about it too. Like it's a good frame of mind to live in. Like they yeah. like where I am right now. Like the streets are covered in gold. Like you know, like I agree. Yeah. I I'm yeah again to get a little maybe a little emotional um i've had to like leave places and people behind a lot in my life and it yeah it never gets easier i guess because like it sucks because when you're in a place you love it but you know no place is perfect right and so you it's difficult to find that balance of like yeah like i need to enjoy this place right 
until you're already leaving it. Yeah. So I guess, but that's also giving me a good perspective because I try to enjoy everywhere I'm at, even when I fucking hate where I'm at. Because that's that's just like inevitable. Even if you're in your dream city, in your dream house, whatever, you can fucking hate where you're at. Like that's possible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna miss LA a lot. Anyways, that's long story short. I'm, I'm kind of emotional. Long story short. Yeah. Matt's leaving LA. Yeah. I'm leaving LA, but I'm leaving. To hopefully come back one day, <clears throat> and I'm gonna go visit him in Bar- Barranquilla. Oh my sure. god, we'll yeah. do a Colombia podcast episode. And so I will come back the same. Hope you'll be a changed man. I'll yeah. I'll open you to so many <laughs> worlds. Me. No, not he'll, physically he'll open. Physically you. open. Me. I'll open you. And <laughs> I heard the the organ trade is huge in Colombia. <laughs> I'll dissect so, you and sell your liver. Do you have a a favorite memory or favorite Any last word and a favorite know? favorite moment of of being in in Oh, and tapeworms! Wow. Yeah, just so going many. back to the the band. <sighs> Man, it's a lot. It's a lot. Because um, it's almost been exactly a year since our our kid city, our kid city performance. I know. I was. On, I think like know. in the moment, the kid city thing was <laughs> was you know hard to bear because <laughs> a lot of things happened that day like my guitar got him like all the i was super nervous like i hadn't played in front of people in so long yeah because i, I wasn't i was in a right. band in high school but um uh and then the whole banner situation like the banner yeah. behind us fell like my it was just like a shit show it was like our first ever show but like in retrospect i love that moment that's one of my favorite moments yeah. um i think uh honestly playing with you guys for the first time though at the at the old house yeah uh that show was really that one that really sticks show. out yeah. yeah that one was fun and then this last show was really yeah. fun um even though i think we're a little bit a little bit rusty oh yeah you can <laughs> tell if you went to that last yeah. show we had we were but you know what the laurel the i think my favorite show we ever played was was laurel canyon laurel canyon because it, it just we felt so in sync I, no we, i think that was our best show we've played Ever. Even though like, I had like a technical difficulty sound, at the beginning, sound yeah. wise, and I mean, yeah, so yeah, but just to, because at that we show, felt just so in sync. In yeah, that at one. that yeah. show is on point. You can't. It was like no uh, drinking allowed on the premises. So yeah, yeah. I think that's we're why all stone cold sober. sober. <laughs> we're all stone cold sober playing the show, and of course we like played so nice. Because speaking, it was our best show. Yeah, but yeah, no, I totally had yeah. a lot of good memories. But you know, also. You so many memories of us just hanging out like just yeah. kind of chill moments exactly yeah. yeah it's it's great how our friendship just you know yeah. blossomed do, do we want to re- go on a reminisce session a little bit because well i mean I it's just a farewell like, podcast i mean, I really know the moment i met you <laughs> wait i gotta hear this we I were um we were in college and we were pledges in our fraternity. oh my god is this the practice for no we no, were just okay. we were uh um we were at a party and like I think I had a, I had a study that weekend so I wasn't gonna party or anything, um, so like I show up to the party and like nobody wants to watch the door and be the guy that says who do you know here, yeah. so I was like you know what like I'm not gonna do anything tonight like I want to go to bed and everything so I was like I'll be at the door and so I'm at the door and then this weirdo comes up to me he's like what's up I'm Matt. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was super high. Oh my god, it was we probably just, so fucked up. We were just up, yeah. talking, and then we did, we literally just talked outside of oh Ramsgate. God. That was uh, see, that was I had literally because I uh, cob'd. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so because I didn't even rush. Yeah. I was right. like, oh, I'm too busy yeah. to rush or whatever. And then 
a few yeah we literally yeah. just kicked it outside and, then and they, yeah and so that was literally my first time like meeting like you know anybody in my class i hit yeah. him with yeah. the classic oh has anyone told you your last name gato sounds like gyarados oh yeah. i had to hit classic. him with that you know classic yeah yeah, yeah. fun Fair. fact there's a youtuber whose name is matthew gatos and he made a, a what? video on my yeah i swear to god yeah it was like five years ago. We still follow each other. He uh, so he has the same name as you. Exact same. Oh. Matthew Gatos. He's the reason why I couldn't get like Matthew Gatos at gmail.com. Like, fucking, <laughs> fucking kind. But so he he uh, DM'd me on Twitter one day because he found me on Twitter and he's Gatos. like, hey, like I'm interviewing or trying to find any Matthew Gatos. There's like a few of us. Yeah, he like DM'd all of us. And uh, he just wanted to ask me like about my experience as a last name. Right? As a Gatos? Yeah, and so he made a video of like Gatos is a funny name. Yeah, it's that's literally the title yeah. on, on YouTube. I can and, definitely see a lot of uh, elementary school children hearing the name Gatos. Yeah. Well the and good, wanting to roast you. <laughs> think look, picture this, okay? I was a really short, scrawny kid with a massive head whose last name was Gatos. Like, that was, uh, I was, like, That's easy, easy picking, right? <laughs> now, I don't know if my mom did this on purpose, but before I really got into school, like, my mom was, like, my biggest bully. Like, she prepped me. Like, my <laughs> yeah, mom. Yeah, like, this is this yeah. recurring, recurring. I, I've, uh, I've told you guys this story, yeah. So, anyways, just always had the good responses, you know? And that went a long way, just being able to tear somebody down emotionally with yeah. their, your words she, so. she <laughs> tore you down to build you up <laughs> to build me up your yeah. mom is the marine corps <laughs> mom you made me a an um, emotional marine <laughs> but we're gonna end it off with a song in typical tapeworms manner okay okay so should i talk about my two songs yeah, I'm. Tr I'm trying to think of a, a memory that I've. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Proteus, like, actually, like a farewell we, thing. We you know? met actually. Um, yeah, do you remember? We met on a on the set of uh, Scruggs's uh, film, I think. Oh, his yeah. little music video thing. Yeah. Really? You were like, you went up to me. You're like, oh hey, you're mad. Like you just joined or whatever. Was, yeah. was that in like uh, the, was the living room? Yeah, it was in the living room. That was like oh, the first time really? I think we ever talked. Yeah. I, really? I remember that, that really clearly, yeah. Mom must Damn. be nice. No, yeah. I remember that, yeah. I know. <laughs> I was, was fucked up when I met you, Cesar. No, I do remember now. It was Scruggs. It was like Griffin was there, too, Yeah, Griffin right? was there, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. If I think that was yeah. the first time. You actually went up to me, yeah. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. That was the first time. I, that was the first did, time. Have, did you ever see that, if, if anything happened to that video, or like... Dude, I Did Scruggs ever do anything with that? You know, I'll ask Scruggs tomorrow. I'm going to see him tomorrow. Oh, okay. So I'll not, ask him. Yeah, I've not been in contact with Scruggs in a while. <laughs> no, I, just because anytime yeah. I was with him, I'd be like, I knew I was just going to get really, really high. Yeah, so yeah. Just like, well, probably won't want to do tomorrow. <laughs> but, um,. What were we? T oh yeah, but like, like I. That was our first. That was our first. Like, that was our first meeting. But like, meeting. well, I have. There's a few mem. With you, favorite memory with Cesar is probably. Um, was it that party at Nick's place? Do you remember where you passed out, on the couch? Do you remember this? <laughs> I remember. You know, I had a video. Like something I, I wouldn't remember. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, you're right. See, it goes yeah. both ways. I was ways. probably super sleepy. I have a video of you just yeah I was calling yeah it was a good party though we we bonded we bonded at, there we just got really baked on the sofa. 
I fell asleep. Well, I got really baked. Yeah, you drank, yeah. You don't smoke. I uh, drank too much wine one night, and then I woke up. I woke up on. I woke up on. I woke up on Caesar's. No, no, no. You weren't asleep. Everybody was asleep on the couch except us. And we were shitting on them. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. Do you remember this? Sean was passed out. Everybody was yeah, passed out. Yeah, we were out. taking videos. We were like, oh, yeah, we're taking videos. We're like, oh, these guys are soft. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then Protus. Um, I'm trying to think. We've had some good, you know, obviously. Well, Protus and I are in the same. You had a good run. Same fraternity family, so. Versace. Yeah, but honestly, yeah, like, playing with you and Cesar was, I think, how we got closer, really. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So I think some of our best moments are all kind of. It was it was yeah. one of those things too where like you tell someone like oh you want to kick it this summer and jam out and everyone yeah. just kind of says yes but I feel like like nine times out of ten people don't mean it. But we but in did. In our case, we're like we actually oh, hit yeah. each other actively and said let's jam. Right. You know, we yeah. tried to teach Freddie bass. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no. Yes. Yeah, but we actually like said, yeah, let's hang out, let's do this, and we actually all actually we reached just, out to we each just, other. Yeah. You know, talking going back to smells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking the smell of your American spirit cigarettes makes me think of our practices <laughs> when we would just oh my we would God. smoke like ten stoves and drink like eight <laughs> Modellos every practice and play and play like terrible strokes covers with Freddie and like we were just playing <laughs> creep by creep. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, it was like, I, was it like after uh, Fallapalooza or something? Yeah, we had like a we, practice yeah. that was and then a weird night. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We gotta talk about this off microphone yeah. because this is a little fuzzy for me. I more or less remember uh, it was yeah. a weird night. Um, it was a good night. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm starting. Up. Okay, we'll talk about oh my this God. off. So, okay. wait, wait, wait. Should we do. Uh, yeah, two songs. some songs, yeah. Songs. Okay, so my two songs are um, Don't Dream It's Over by hey no, hey no. Crowded House. Yeah. Yep, it's a classic. <laughs> um, so a couple reasons. Um, I listened to that song a lot when I first moved here. So mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, it's one of those songs that took me uh, a long time to be able to listen to because it reminded me of somebody specific. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's my first one. And then the other one is, uh, is by this Japanese singer. This is probably the, the song that I'm going to listen to on the plane when I fly out of LA, <laughs> but it's called, uh, follow me along. So it's on SoundCloud. Yeah. Tatsuro Yamashita. Classic. Tatsuro is the, Yamashita. Yeah. Follow me Only along. hits. あの、はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。は
for listening to this episode of the Tape Rooms podcast. And as always, keep it wormy.